Welcome to my basement, everybody. Hope you guys are all doing very well. We've got uh, a great guest to wrap up this Friday with uh, Don Fubar. Jose Sanchez joins us right now in the basement. Uh, and this is a live show for those that don't know. We've been uh, doing a lot of uh, pre-recorded basements. But we are doing it live. And um, so let me know. I can adjust the audio levels um, as we go. And, uh, you know, we can take some questions from people if you're here. Thank you very much for joining us. I know I streamed a little bit of uh, Mafia earlier today, and I had some people uh, come in for that. Turtle Fuzzle is in the house. Mr. M9991, happy Friday, everybody. JD Power is here. Uh, Nintendo Boy 17 hi there, is here. Uh, so uh, thank you all for joining us. Foobs, how hi. are you doing, my friend? How's everything going? It's going good, man. Just another day in quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, I'm the scratches on the wall is getting longer. <laughs> Another day had has, rationed out food. It's like, oh is, my god. This has been a huge week for uh, for video games. This uh, this week, I almost said this year <laughs> because it's felt like a year. This this week has felt like a year. What did you think when you heard the? Um, uh, Bethesda news. The I mean, that's clearly one of the biggest things that's that's happened in games in all of 2020. But what did you think on Monday when that news dropped? Unreal. I mean, yeah. talk about what and it's such a money like good for good on Bethesda. Uh, all the fine people over there, you know. Congrats. Uh, welcome to the official, I guess, Microsoft family. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what a what a bomb to drop right before your pre-orders go live. Yeah, you know, totally. in case you were itching for something, you know, little little something special. Here's a tidbit might sway your vote. Um, but holy crap! I mean, they could have bought me for like seven mil. <laughs> I would have to spend all those billions. There's <laughs> not a high price tag on this uh, on this soul of mine. Do you, but, do you I think? Mean, do you think they uh, they sold for the right price, or did uh, Microsoft get a deal, or like how do you evaluate something like this? I mean, it's so tough nowadays. Like uh, things have been being bought for built. Like Disney was bought for four billion dollars. Yeah, you know what right. I mean. Right. Yes. Like four bill. That's it. Yeah. Or, right. So it was like that. So seven point. It's almost double. So I guess right. uh, hopefully that you're getting your money's worth. Because well, after I feel like a billion, it stopped, the zeros stop mattering to me. I'm like, that sounds like a lot of money. It sounds like a lot of zeros I will never see. Right. Uh, you throw seven of those together, and it's like, that sounds like somebody's hopefully in the in the good, getting it, out of debt, paying off it, some credit card bills. It's hard not for an individual to look at that number and uh, and just equate it to what you know we know in our lives. And, of course it's such an insurmountable amount of money but that it's an industry is what they've bought you know because every one of those properties is uh it's massive well it's a movie deal it's a tv deal it's ancillary licensed products it's uh uh you, you know a comic book it's you know sequels and re-releases and remasters so I mean that's I guess that's what the accountants have to do they have to go and say well how much is doom worth you know how much is Elder Scrolls worth? And and not just the brand, but every individual game that's already been released, which Microsoft <laughs> now owns, which is yeah. just surreal. Do you think so, I mean, that they're, they're going to um, lock it up and, and make all of this stuff Xbox exclusive? Because obviously that's the big topic of discussion right now. Are these only going to be available to be played on, on uh, Xbox consoles? I mean, I feel like when you have something like PC... Mm -hmm. Also part of that Microsoft library, which yeah. a lot of people are going to be playing these games on PC uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, it sucks for I mean, it's good on the people like are the backwards compatible versions of the PlayStation games going to be played? Right. It's going to have uh, you still have those to hold on to. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously, they're going to just get to fo I feel like it might be a better thing for Bethesda knowing that they can just focus on like the Windows sort of aspect of it and then right. just make it uh, Xbox version of it off of that instead of having to worry about you know the Switch version or the PlayStation version. So I feel like maybe it'll be easier on the team hopefully in creating these games so we'll get a lot more of them faster. Not saying right. that they need to flood the market with more of the same games year after year after year, but I mean I like the fact that they do take their time when they do put out a game. 
Uh, but now, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how much better this makes the game quality. Why do you think Bethesda did this? Why do you think it was important for them to make this massive decision and, and uh, you know, reposition themselves as, as uh, part of, uh, you know, a, a publisher with already a huge collection of developers under its belt? Yeah. W why did they want to do this? Seven billion dollars. <laughs> and it was a cash you sway deal. my vote. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, a... you might not you might not have anything to do this upcoming quarantine season, but how would you like an extra seven bill in the bank? And it was it's a privately you... held co corporation, by the way. It's yeah. not a publicly held company. Um, so it was, it was a, yeah, it's a cash deal. And I guess they, they get out. Right. I mean, I, I mean, that's that's the thing about companies. We as players and appreciators of all of this creative work, we're always thinking, uh, it's weird to have you on three different monitors, so I don't quite know which one to look at. It's, it's Jose it's all that's day why, here. That's why you're over here, you're over there. <laughs> I, it's such a, I, this is my first time doing a live stream Vic's Basement thing like this. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, like we think of these companies as, as, forever places you know that yeah. if it would be a dream to be able to work at a, a, a company like this and build these incredible entertainments for all of us um but they companies do have a lifespan and people do sort of think of them as an asset that they move on from and it, what we know about bethesda is we've watched this company grow you and i have gone to visit their you were working with me on the Fallout 3 yeah. making of, right? Like we were at yeah. the studio. When the doing power the... went out when we were at the studio talking yeah. about a Fallout game. I thought Epic. the world was ending outside. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they had a huge storm in Maryland just as we were shooting all of this stuff. All the power went down. People were flipping out, going to the grocery stores and stocking up on stuff. Uh, that was a Every, surreal moment. Everything shut down except for Red Lobster. Yeah. And we <laughs> ate at Red Lobster. That's right. Oh, good memory. Yeah, that was awesome. But we saw this company that really was uh, built on the backs of um, developers and like really crazy internally crafted, uh, you know, ambitious entertainment to blossom into this massive publisher with lots of different mouths to feed and and companies and, and individuals to sort of manage all yeah. over the globe. That's a different business than even what we got to know during Fallout 3. They were already big and growing, yeah. but then they became, you know, like the star of E3 press conferences. Yeah, I mean, they have, you know, their own, their own. Yeah. It's like, we're going we're gonna to show our game at your thing, but then we're going to do our own thing yeah. on top of it. I right. think Microsoft just had, like, they probably found, like, the last remaining source of Todd Howard's, like, youth serum. Yeah. And they were like, listen, you're going to have to <laughs> sign this deal. No more serum. Well, no more, no, no more of this youth-preserving serum for you, Todd. Never age, Howard. I know, he's amazing. I, I don't know if it's so much... Uh, I, I think it really... The, the core of it is that it's it's a totally different business. Like, publishing it, it is such a big endeavor because you have to manage all the PR and all of the, uh, you know, the staffing issues with all of these different companies you have to keep them all gainfully employed and busy it's such a massive undertaking and they had probably scaled to where they could comfortably be i mean we saw like fallout 76 that's that was a debacle for bethesda yeah. that did not win them fans you know if anything that lost them lots of fans and it wasn't for lack of trying like they tried to make something cool but it wasn't a game that everybody was like oh my god i love this whole concept and i think you only get a few of those up at, up at bat before you have to start thinking <laughs> of uh you know some different ways to approach all of this yeah i mean and again but they still have every other one of their releases was such a smash yeah. i mean they you know the the dooms and the the dishonoreds and they're just uh, crushing it i mean there's so many like a-list titles that they have hit and like i think microsoft looked at that and like we need to scoop this up and yeah. it's not like just they're scooping up a new indie studio. Yes. And hopefully it's one of those things where they don't take the studio and something negative happens to it. I mean, I wish all the guys at Bethesda the best and that whole team because having worked with them for so many years and yeah. knowing all those people, they're all awesome people. Yes. Um, but I, I again, like I hope this is it simplifies everything on their end. It makes it easier for them to just focus on the P 
PC, Xbox, console, like that specific area, and then make their games how they want them uninterrupted with all the teraflops one could desire. <laughs> well, you know, I had um, uh, Sam Meskovich from uh, um, uh, Ars Technica on on the day, like hours after it happened. And, uh, <laughs> you, you know, what we kind of unraveled, what we were discussing is that this really, uh, at the core of it is just the the investment into video games forever that Microsoft has done here. You know, yeah. and I think that's what we really... Like Microsoft is also a pretty incredible company too, and they make mistakes and they have issues. Done good, yeah, but they are really rolling strong with these acquisitions. But the thing that I keep hearing back from developers that work there, and I've got friends that that work in different studios within Microsoft, is is uh, it's a cool place to work. Like it's a good place to work, and they've got some policies and some philosophies and some. Um, infrastructure that I think is only going to benefit Bethesda in some pretty significant ways, you know. But yeah, we're going to see some changes. We're definitely going to see layoffs and, uh, uh, you know, people shifting around and projects get canceled. All those uh, guys working on the PlayStation 5 titles? Scrapped! <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I think uh, <laughs> that's that, that's recoupment on investment there, right? Like, I feel like the more doors that Xbox closes after spending so much the less that they are able to kind of retain their mind. And I, honestly, like the messaging out of Microsoft is buy the Ori collection for the Switch if you want to, you know? And Cuphead and its DLC, which we published, is also going to be on the Switch. Uh, huge shout-out to Digital. Thank you so much for the super chat and the shout-out and love for FUBAR. Super, super chat! You got lots of... Yeah, I don't have any of those things. I don't even know how to do all... Like, I you see people... You can't do it with your voice. Hit it, you pretend to hit a button? <laughs> super, super, super chat! <laughs> I'll just hire you to do that. How does that sound? New subscriber! <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, we've got some comments here. I'm going to get into them here. If Max Sebastian says, if Amazon can get game streaming working on iOS versus Safari, why can't Google and Microsoft do the same i want x cloud on my iphone yeah the streaming the, the streaming wars uh they have begun can you do that as yoda can you do the the streaming wars streaming wars begun they have <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect they really have the amazon stuff that's, we're going to talk a little bit about that too uh the amazon luna uh, but lo got... lots of foobs love taz has many o's and many exclamation marks in foobs Kiss, big uh -huh. hug, little kiss. And uh, Colin McDonald says the Bethesda announcement was the deciding factor for me getting an Xbox Series X. I was on the fence before that. I think they I think sold a, a they sold a lot of Xboxes on Tuesday. They were gonna anyways, <laughs> but after the Monday announcement, it was like, oh yeah, I'm getting that thing. If were you, you had the if, luck. You, if you could, because <laughs> honestly, wasn't Tuesday the perfect 2020 answer to to monday was why don't websites work <laughs> the internet's down somebody fix the internet i can't get onto walmart or kmart or target or, or best buy either oh yes nothing's working anymore oh man i know it was a it was a total boondoggle it, it, yeah. it was a shit show we can say shit show on the show right the censors won't get us it's your show. This is YouTube. Can you say anything on the internet? I guess so. I don't know, but it People was a say shit all show. Kinds of shit. On, on Tuesday, and after all of the goodwill, you know, that Microsoft had built after they basically went na 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 to PlayStation, and they said, "We've got it all structured at this this time on this site. You're going to be able to get these. And look at this. Look at this orderly conduct that we've got set up." And then hit him with a little. Ah, ah, nobody got so one. Oh. I um I did manage to get one on the Microsoft Canada store. I don't know if micro if Canada got hammered the same was the way last that place I thought to look that Xbox got hammered, but uh, I it was um it was amazing to read Twitter at the minute that stuff all sort of hit. You know, like people are just they're fired up, and it's good news in 2020 in a in a year where we need uh, we need more you know shots of good news like that, right? But yeah, not good news if you can't get one. <laughs> <laughs> like tablets and phones and internet and computer. And I'm like, yeah. somebody log on to something. I'm in the queue at GameStop. Yeah. Nope. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. This sucks. This site's down. 
Poobs has me pre-order flashbacking. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing, right? Like uh, this is not new, but you think in a in an era where we're all stuck at home and everybody's going to be doing virtual shopping. Most people, there are people lined up at stores and stuff, which boggles the mind. But uh, um, you'd think they'd have it down, but the scalpers certainly did. I don't know what they use. Do they get like Russian hacking bots to be able to? Can I get, get in on that? Can somebody share the tech? <laughs> I know, right? This happens to me with shoes, certain sneakers. I'm on the hunt for. Just can't get it. Gaming consoles just not working. Yeah. What the hell, man? It's, and then, like, they were already up on the, you know, sell it on eBay from $1,000. You can have it right now. No, you can't. Can't can have you, it right now. Can you believe that people have made a, like, they've made a living doing that? Like, what what is up with people thinking just, that that is the way that they want to earn their living? It's because reselling isn't a thing. It's not like a dark, seedy, underbelly thing anymore. People are like, oh, no. Yeah. I'm going I'm going to do this right now because this is going to sell out really fast and then I can flip it and make some easy money for the right. holidays. Right. Holidays is coming around. I ain't working. Right. I'm going to save my last scrap so I can get this console and then sell it for double. Got some good comments here from Frenchie Wayne says New Vegas 2 with Obsidian with a nice big green heart. Uh, I think that's going to happen. I think um, there are lots of friends uh, across the Bethesda studio and the Obsidian studio. And there was also, you know, some strife because of teams working so far away from each other. And, and uh, uh, people have different ways of different structures of working. But now they've got more sort of kumbaya guidance under under Microsoft. And, you know, I think Microsoft wins if we all get a new Vegas too, you know, from Obsidian. Newer, newer Vegas. Newer Vegas, yeah. Newer and then Vegas, uh, RB nobody's has, there. Yeah, Just nobody's empty. there. That's, that's like my game in New Vegas where I got every person that I could on the map angry at me. So I didn't have any safe havens, any town I walked into. Hey, you, you're that guy. And they would all be running after me, shooting at me. And it was like, this is the most hostile gaming experience from NPCs, let alone you know, often when you get into an online shooter, it's like that. But it felt like I was uh, just getting, you know, chased all the what time. What happens in Vegas? What happens right. in Vegas stays there. That's true. That's what I've heard. Uh, uh, RB says, don't forget, Zenimax was busy setting up their own streaming service. That is also a big reason for Microsoft to buy Zenimax. We are moving towards that rapid adoption of streaming. It's It's going to happen. And so they've got... You know, lots of different companies and lots of different ways to attack this technology starting to uh, bubble up right now. Uh, we're I just talk don't know about why every now. publisher just doesn't have their own thing. Right. Like EA does it with them and they also branch out and do their own thing. Let's like everybody should just start. Hey, this is our streaming service. You pay for it, whatever. And we'll stream out the new games, the old games. Just let do it go. Do you want that? Do you want that or do you want? Uh... I don't know if I want it. I just yeah. feel like that's the inevitable answer people are like oh well we could just do capcom play and all the capcom games that come out you subscribe whatever and then you can keep playing it until your heart's desire right or however the hell it works i just feel like you know the publishers especially with like the older games so you can bundle that up like oh there's a new devil may cry 5 remaster super deluxe edition play all the rest of them and attach to this service that you can just if you missed them catch up i i, I mean i feel like the subscription pool that we're all going to have, and I guess we should move on to the next topic of discussion for this crazy week, is that Amazon now has their own service called Luna. It's uh, going to launch in the States. They're going to test it soon. Uh, the, the idea is it's a monthly cost, and you get 100-plus games as part of that deal. I think it's starting at 6 bucks a month U.S., up to 4K streaming eventually. I don't think it's going to launch at that. Um, but... Um, I, I, you know, honestly, I think that is a pretty phenomenal play, and it's coming hard at whatever Stadia is offering, and it's also coming hard at XCloud with Game Pass, but still, Xbox and Game Pass, I think, is the proven entity. You know, they're yeah. rolling out features and and offering all of that based on already an established uh, subscriber based. But yeah. Amazon's, you know, I know they've tried some stuff in gaming and, and to varying degrees of success. They have the game studio, right? Amazon Game Studio? Yeah. 
Yeah, and they've got uh, developers all up and down the coast and in different parts of the world. Um, they've also had an engine. They bought the Crytek engine, and they were, uh, you know, retooling that crazy. to the lumber yard. Uh, I don't think that was, you know, well adopted. But of course, terrible which, name. Yeah. Nobody wants to go to the woodshed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Come to the lumber yard. Yeah. Well, I think the idea was. I got wood. The, the, these are the tools you'll need to build and construct your new worlds, and it, that might still be rocking and rolling. I just don't know. But what yeah. Amazon is bringing to the table is obviously the Twitch uh, integration, just like Google should have launched Stadia with YouTube integration, and it's still not available. It's still kind of sloppy and clumsy. It's and you're still paying a lot of money for just the privilege of spending more money to yeah. buy the games to run on the thing. Now, I don't think that Stadia would uh, rip people off even if they close the service. I think you'll still always be able to access your games and they'll figure out a way if, if people, if they close Stadia, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting they should or I don't have any insider knowledge that they would, uh, but if that ever happened, I think Google would be fair to its customer base and say, if you bought these games, you can download them. Yeah. It's weird to me that you can't, it's also weird to me that Amazon isn't saying, um, because they have a huge retail service, yeah, and they already have all these relationships with these publishers selling their games, that they shouldn't, they, you should be able to download the game if you want it, or stream it if you want to do it, um, yeah. and build that for six bucks a month. But that is a very attractive price point with a lot of service. Um, I think they got a really good shot at this. I think that they're actually going to draw a lot of people to it. I mean, it's interesting, especially for the the Twitch integration, obviously. But even with like Twitch and Amazon, if you link your stuff up, you get they send you games. You know, every month they're updating. They're always giving away free games. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I always whenever I'm scouring Twitch, I'm like, all right, here we go. I'm gonna look through this. Yep. Click on this. I just download this. Put this in the library. Put this in the library just to have there in case I need it. But it's well, gonna be interesting to see what they do with Luna. Is it just gonna be? Is it gonna be PC only? Is it gonna be mobile also? No, it's everything. And they've also locked down a deal for iOS. So you know, so there's gonna be an iOS app. You'll be able to play it on your fo iPhone and your uh, your iPad. That's huge. That's and, right. And like uh, uh, apparently they have a sweetheart relationship with Apple. Because here's the thing that we don't always talk about with Amazon is, is they they own so much of the world. The, what well, they own the world, but they they own so much of the internet. They own so much of the bandwidth and the uh, and the throughput of the internet. They they are the back end for a lot of internet commerce and a lot of internet infrastructure, and they license that out. You know, it's, yeah. It's a big fight between uh, Amazon and Google and um, and the you know the infrastructures that they have built. Amazon has way more relationship. Um, with all of these publishers sort of on on an e-commerce kind of uh, uh, in an e-commerce kind of direction and they're doing very very well with Twitch as we know so um, this is a like yet yeah, they're coming hard at Google and hard at Stadia and uh, good let's get gets, this battle going to yeah, the death <laughs> and I, honestly I don't know how xCloud will be able to maintain that if Microsoft tries to appease the people that are in their walled garden inside the Xbox universe and keep lots of exclusives funneling that way. The yeah. only way that they really um, kind of change that is if they are friends and open to everybody and then they have to compete directly head to head with Amazon and with Google, which, you know, ultimately they will have more eyeballs yeah. than xCloud will. I guess only time will tell, Victor. Yeah, yeah. You know? Who knows yeah. at this rate? It's like saying we could be back at work in yeah. office sometime this year. No. No, sir. Well, I, How does you know, next summer look like? Huh? Do you miss... Um, how much physical media are you buying these days or picking up? Like whether it's movies or music or whatever, do you miss that stuff? Or do you have you fully embraced the streaming age that we're in? I mean, I'm obviously a big fan of the streaming age, the digital era, even yeah. though like with these new consoles, I'm still all in it for the disc version because I, I have my old physical discs that if I can play, I'd like to play them. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Um, 
But I mean, the, well, I did buy the last physical game I bought was uh, Mario 3D All Stars. So it wasn't that long ago. You bought the Still, cartridge, and and yeah. was that a uh, because of the, how special and unique it was as a cartridge? You really wanted no, to just own that. I wanted it. Yeah, and, but you didn't want to buy it digitally. No. Okay. I mean, well, I, I like I like the little physicalness, you know. Right, right, I, right. There's something about a Mario cartridge. You know. I, I know. I one hundred percent agree. I, I just bought Miles Morales on uh, on the Ultra HD for PlayStation Five today because I want to have a physical version of that, and I'm pretty sure Sony is not going to be sending out physical. I mean, none of the publishers really send out physical stuff anymore for us to review. Uh, it is a different world. But the uh, you know, well, I'll put it to you this way: like I've already done hands on on a few different Ubisoft preview games and usually those would be events that they would put together and we would fly in a bunch of journalists and we check all of this stuff out but they have been uh uh remote now and i've been patching in um through i forget what the parsec is the service and i've been playing like stadia pre-release games running off of machines that ubisoft is serving and uh and getting a hands-on kind of feel for some of these games and it feels like it's a very smart you know, reaction to the way the world is, but it also feels like a very um, clever way to give us access to stuff like this. And honestly, the big shock that I, I saw with Stadia this summer is that this was an opportunity for them to be the home for game demos. You know, yeah. to to we we and it, it was such a weird summer because little bits of news was happening all over the place, and it was just so hard to track what's coming, when is this, where is this, and who's making you know. But if Stadia had said, we're going to be the home of these announcements, and not only are you going to get watch the videos on YouTube, but you can play the game right now yeah, in Stadia. Click the link off of the YouTube right. video, and it downloads the demo. Yeah. Why didn't they Sign do that? Sign me up. Who do I right? got to know over there? Right. Come on, Jade. I know you're watching. I mean, who? Like, <laughs> and these honestly, <laughs> and, and now Amazon will probably do that next year, you know? Yeah. And why wouldn't I they? Again, I because it's one of those things where you can't judge the pandemic. It's hard to like, out, it could be over in a week. They'd be like, oh, found a cure. It's, everything's fine. Or this is something we should, especially early on. Yeah. You know, it was like such a difficult thing. People were like, it's going to be a few weeks. It's going to be over in a few weeks. It's going to be over in a month. It's going to yeah. be over two months, three months. Everybody just stay home for two weeks and then nobody should have this thing. And then we can yeah. all go outside again. Nobody go outside for two, just stay home for two weeks. <laughs> Watch the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe in one shot, and when you come out, everything will be fine. So, if if you had to, um, you know, think of Luna, and I'm going to run the footage right now underneath us. Um, how do you think it's going to do comparative to Stadia? Do you think it's going to knock them out? Do you think Stadia's got a chance now? I've got a rest in peace stadia in the comments uh, a lot of a lot of detractors on stadia and, and honestly like i don't use it that often because i get i get games for all the different platforms but when i do use it i'm just playing nba 2k21 this morning it really knocks me out like it's really cool that it works as well as it does do you think that uh luna is just going to crush stadia or is it going to i mean it it really depends, like, how the interface is going to work and how easy it is for people to sort of dive in and make it work. Yeah. Because even with Stadia, like, I don't even, I mean, I honestly, no idea how it works, what it does. I mean, I've mm. heard of it. I've seen it in the thing. Download the app and do this. And as I assume it's just stream it in, whatever. But, like, it just, it came and went in such a weird time where right. I was just like, all right, did it come out? Was it yeah. a box? Yeah. Is it a thing? Is it just an app? How does it work here? And I know people that work there, and I'm just like, I don't even. Okay. Oh, I'll tell so, you. I'll tell you how cool it is. Um, but they needed to tell the story a lot better. Uh, you can, you can just take your Gmail account and go to Stadia, and I, I don't know if they've got free games. That's the other problem is it should be free games right away. Just by putting in your name, you should be able to play some stuff. But you can go on. A Chrome browser on any computer or an a Android phone with your Gmail account, log in and be playing something right away, like oh, a like a triple A experience. That's with, a commercial a I would pay to see with a PlayStation. Well, that's what that's what they did. But 
it, it, yes, it was convoluted and messy, and they didn't launch with enough games, and they didn't launch with this promise. Like, I, I've wanted to stream some of my Stadia experiences right to YouTube as I'm playing it with a microphone plugged into the controller. I actually dig the controller. But it still is cumbersome to do that. And so, you know, I've tried to plug in the uh, Chrome, Ultra Chrome thing, or whatever it's called, into my... Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, super ultra no, hyper my, chrome <laughs> my my game capture <laughs> thing and there's copy protection so you can't do that and then i oh, did yeah. try out the laptop plugged into this but then the internet I, I don't know if i had fast enough internet to deal with everything you should be able to just stream as you're playing right to youtube tied to your account ready to rock and roll chat with people and then from that stream people should be able to join you in game or or jump right into the game and play it themselves it should be as easy as it possibly can be. And they have all of the engineers and the horsepower and, and an all-right catalog of games right now. But this idea that you're paying a monthly fee to have improved performance plus you're buying the games, it's insane. They should have a tier where you pay 10 bucks a month and you get this catalog of things. And that's going to get people to, to sign. They have no choice now. Now that Luna is coming... And it's going to be yeah. six bucks a month, and you get Control and a bunch like Metroid twenty, Metroid twenty thirty three, and other titles like that. It's like Metroid twenty. What? <laughs> what? Are you uh, dropping exclusives right now? Yeah. No, it's gonna. It's definitely gonna change for sure. Uh, I've got four uh, before. She says the cost is a billion times. Uh, uh, the cost is a bajillion times better for Luna. Stadia pricing angers people interested in it. Yeah, and I think that's the. The danger of coming first to market with tech that they're capable of producing and and giving you you know reasonable experiences um, before people are really ready for it, and then not having the breadth of uh, entry points. You know, they're trying, yeah. but yeah, they needed a lot a lot more content and a lot more options for people over there for sure. Stadia works for like 3% of the world. This is from Heron321. If you are blessed with perfect internet where you live. Uh, yeah, and you're not wrong. Like I've had varying success playing games on there. I was like playing NBA 2K21 this morning. Super impressed by the, you know, high fidelity look of things. And then I wouldn't be. It would chop for a second. And that's, it's not super fun. Yeah. Well, luckily we have new consoles coming out and yeah. then... In a couple of years, we're going to have the 8K versions of those consoles come out. <laughs> oh, right. The, the midstream versions of the. Are, are you shaking your head at progress? This is technology, man. This is what we do. I know, but I'm so yeah. excited for these consoles coming out in just a few months. Yeah. But then I was watching the video of this guy testing out the 8K new RTX 3090 on an 88 inch 8K TV. And I was right. like, holy shit. <laughs> I know. What is that? <laughs> what? Uh, I need, first of all, I need an 88 inch TV that's only 30 grand, which will be three grand next year and $1,500 a year after. Right. But I mean, it's inevitable. Like, you know, when these last generation of consoles came out, I was so excited. And they were like, well, now you thought PS4 was awesome. How about the pro version? Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Well, you I like think the Xbox Series 1X Element OP. They, How mean... about the. Scorpio edition. They, they always do these refreshes and different versions of these machines along the way, and I think they waited. My Super Nintendo went yeah. from a side loader. My original Nintendo went from the side loader to the top loader. Those graphics didn't get any better. Well, the <laughs> the irony there is uh, how much we're playing those classic games now, too, right? So in the face yeah. of all these technological <laughs> innovations, it's like, I miss the old days, and yeah. I just want to play these classic games. I, I mean, that blows my mind every single time. My handheld Switch is amazing. You know what's awesome on it? Super Mario 64. <laughs> right. Wait, <laughs> <Like>, what? <laughs> it's so true. Uh, Evil One says, it, should we be buying consoles at launch? Uh, well, he says at lunch, actually. and he's making me a little bit hungry. We should always buy them at lunch. I, I'm skeptical yes. these days. Um, uh, Vaz Vegas says hello again. Uh, Forchi Forchi says uh, supposedly we're not getting a mid-generation upgrade according to Sony. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're gonna be getting updates for sure, 100. Yeah. percent And we're gonna get some beautiful new skins. Like, it's such a crying shame we don't get a Spider-Man PS5 launch machine. I would. I would. Oh. 
happily get you that know, version. Some, somebody's already printing those. I know. Yes. Those are happening. Uh, okay. Barcode Teacup says, I like downloading the smaller indie kind of games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, that's where we're at right now. We, we have unlimited choice, too many different options to play. It's, too many. It's very fractured, and there's pockets of success here and there. Um, but eventually there is going to be a little bit more ubiquity, Netflix-sized ubiquity, um, I think, in the way that people access, access uh, interactive entertainment. And Amazon, I think, has a, an amazing shot at this. You know, video games clearly have been clearly have been incredibly important to the rise and the success of Amazon over the years and now they're they're sort of rolling in that direction and saying look at how important it is and we're we're going to invest in there uh we got a Charlie Jordan saying uh Jose with an exclamation we got lots of Jose love man Jordan that's why he's here I'm here I miss you guys our first official live Vix Vix basement weekly podcast and I, I screwed up. I didn't roll into our uh, our uh, VB, VB intro uh, video, so I, we didn't get the, the music kickstart, but that's okay. I'll, I'll figure that out for next time. Do um, it over. Start it over. Uh, <laughs> sandwich tonight? <laughs> Peter Petrella says he's going to give uh, Luna a try at six bucks a month. You can't really go wrong. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's going to be the attitude. Buy, of, oh. You can buy yourself a cheeseburger. Yeah. Or you can try Luna for a month. I, I mean, I, a lot of people are going to think like that for sure. Uh, okay, some other cool things that have happened this week. Um, busy week. Yes. Um, well, first of all, let's go back to uh, Bethesda and um, and Xbox. H how do you think, because Bethesda is, they have almost as many excellent studios as Xbox does did before they bought Bethesda. How was yeah. how was this integration going to work itself out? And do you think that some of the teams that were acquired by Xbox and there was hype around that are now suddenly going to feel like, oh, no one's going to care about us? I mean, again, like I feel like in my in my heart, I hope it simplifies everything and makes these teams, you know, a little bit more focused on having to just focus on that one console, the PC or the Xbox version of the console, instead of having to, you know, worry about the ports and the Playstations and the other stuff. So yeah. I would hope I would hope that it just makes everybody a little bit less stressed and a little bit laser focused. Right. So they just focus on the task at hand and not have to worry about, well, does it work with this new control scheme or does it work with this or whatever the hell happens in the future for the next generation of consoles. Um, but I would, I mean, I would hope it, it would seem like a positive thing unless you're one of the indie guys who's like, man, what? They spent all this money on this giant student. What about this? We got a team of six guys in this basement. Do you think, do you think there was a team that was like, we should have asked for more money. Look at how much money they gave those guys. How much did they buy us for? 100,000? Yes. That's it? Spent oh my God. 35 of us? Uh, hundred thousand. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the challenge. It, it, you know, and honestly, uh, Xbox has got the uh, I, the bandwidth and the experience to deal with those kinds of troubles because those are going to come up. You know, people are going to be uh, there's always there's always kerfuffles in acquisitions. Yeah, they don't, they don't happen smoothly. Look at look at Fox being bought by Disney and all the people laid off from that. Yeah, I yeah. mean. Who knows, man? But again, it's a solid company. Lots of awesome, good people. Hopefully, I wish them all the best. Right. Uh, let's go back to the uh, streaming content question here. Uh, Heron321, because all publishers live in major cities with unrealistic fiber internet, and they stupidly think, well, it works in our office, so obviously this will work everywhere. That's my stupid publisher uh, impression <laughs> right there. It's like, uh, it works in the office, guys. It's going to work across the universe. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are going to be, um, you know, and clearly that's the other big uh, option here as a business is is to sell internet to customers that's fast enough to stream perfectly on. Like, everybody here knows about Ready Player One, right? We all saw the movie or read the book. Sequel coming out in November. Ready Player Two, right. Uh, the so vision ready. for that is, what, I mean, that's a streaming vision, right? That's not somebody walking to the store and buying the Ready Player One disc and sticking it into their PlayStation 8. 
You know, that is a a streamed, you know, access anything you want virtual world. It's not just even a game world. It's like every aspect of it. And and, um, it's not like I want that dystopian nightmare kind of vision for our future either. I don't want us to all be on treadmills and and only Although I'd love a contest where I can win all that money. Then I can buy me a Bethesda. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I mean, that, that's got to be coming as well. I'm sure that, that people are thinking of, uh, you know, allowing individuals to have massive contests. That's, I mean, I'm sure Ready Player One has inspired lots and lots of people out there. Um, but even, like, projecting what Ernie Klein was thinking of when he was writing the book, I mean, it's clear that that was a, uh, you know, that was an idea where he really thought we're going to be able to access all of this material. And it just feels like that's the direction that we're going towards. Yeah. It gets me excited because now I'm hoping like with the PlayStation five, what are they, they they haven't talked about anything really about it, but how are they going to adapt the VR setup to make it like, Oh, can I play a little, is there going to sneak some miles Morales in VR play in that world? And that beautiful looking, I'd love to do that. Yeah. I want to, I'd like to see because uh, Microsoft obviously they had their hollow desk or hollow table that hollow lens hollow lens yeah sure yes um, but I've never really seen anybody use it other than on stage at an E3 right but Sony you know they came out they hit hard with the VR people were digging it uh, is the PS5 are they gonna uh, we're not gonna forget about all these people that spent damn near a console's worth of money on a VR headset yeah no they, they yeah they're gonna have a VR announce I mean they can't flood the the news waves with all yes kinds they of can things. Vic. well they, we Before know they're gonna have an for xbox they bought bethesda right flood flood me with information <laughs> we got pre-orders coming tomorrow maybe today <laughs> yeah, i don't know uh yeah we are we are absolutely gonna be uh and vr grid just woke up he's like oh my god you guys are talking about vr yes total immersion <laughs> Um, yeah, we're going to be flooded with VR information soon. But they had to they had to announce PlayStation 5. They had to not make enough of them, so the pre-orders were a total nightmare. And, and now they're sort of dealing with that backlash. And uh, and now pretty soon they'll be talking about... Oh, and VR and PlayStation VR is backwards compatible. Yeah. Or forwards compatible with PS5. VR Grid is reminding everybody. Um, as it should be. It's just the glass. As it should be, yeah. Tethered VR, though, that's... Yeah. Yeah, we're we're done yeah. with that. Yes. Um, okay, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Tokyo Game Show. And cool. uh, first thing that I want to talk about is uh, uh, Near. They have a, a new a new Near game remake of um, the the first Near title. Near Do you autom- remember playing autom- that? Is it Near Automata? Auto- Automata? No, it was just called Near. And yeah. I and remember. Now. Play, I, I think I reviewed it with uh, Jones. I think, um, like but 10 years ago? you know, yeah, it's been it's been a full ten years. So they're Jeez. they're remaking everything. The trailer is weird. This was just uh, shown off at TGS, and it's it's basically the destroyed world of Near. And there were interesting characters, some kind of cheesy voice acting. I kind of remember, but the um, that's about right. The trailer is basically the environments, and at the end of it, it's like, do you want to buy it? You know, pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like they Here's have some... <laughs> a disgruntled house. Yeah. Here is an angry forest. What about yes. you? The original game is Near Gestalt, and this is uh, Near Replicant. This is from uh, Blade Blur. Uh, and I... I vaguely remember playing the original. I can't. I can't even really. It didn't really affect me like Near Automata, which was amazing. Uh, but I'm. I'm curious to see how much of the, because Platinum took the reins of uh, Near Automata, and I don't think this one had anything to do with Platinum. If I'm getting it all right, but uh, uh, yeah, it's an amazing new world that uh, Square Enix has kind of crafted for us. This Near universe. So I am. I'm actually really looking forward to going back and checking this out because I really loved uh, Near Automata. It was a beautiful game. When does this super, one come out? Cool. Uh, this comes out, I think, in early 2021, and I okay. think it's it's going to be on all of the consoles and stuff. But that it was a weird TGS trailer. It's like uh, no, it's uh, yeah. a very TGS trailer. Yeah, it's well, like. Here's a girl in a blouse. Yeah. Here's some big ass swords. Near replicant. <laughs> well, we don't even see the big ass sword. We get a we get a uh, get yeah, a drawing you, of it. It's like it's concept like, art. Yeah. And then here are some 
three D rendered of you know environments of worlds that you know, that very very strange. But uh, uh, you know, I, I I'm I'm down. I'll play that yeah. when hey, when it's ready. The Square Enix. I like games. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Okay. What sucks is all these remastered games that came out on the tail end of a life cycle of a console. Like, yeah. he just remastered it for this one. He got this right. new one coming out. Right. Man, I just bought the remastered. That's a very thing. good point. It's it a very came good out. point. <laughs> like, all the people with remastered versions of those games coming out from the announcement of launch title or launch date until launch date, like, can I play it on the new one? Is it going to look any better? No, no. They, no. We remastered you, it for the current gen. Well, they can't. Actually, that's a very good point. The remaster of Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4 is only playable on the PlayStation 5, and it won't be sold separately as far as I know, at least not right away. Um, but PlayStation 4 Spider-Man from Insomniac is backwards compatible on the PlayStation 5 in its current form with some <laughs> marginal PS5 enhancements. But it's like, not what? the remastered version <laughs> of, of Spider-Man from the PS4 on PS5 because it has ray tracing and uh, new character art and all kinds of new stuff, which is being applied to the PS5 version of Spider-Man Miles Morales. But Miles Morales, you can also buy that for the PlayStation 4, which will be more in line with the PlayStation 4 version of, of <laughs> Spider-Man. And you can't get the remastered version of Spider-Man for the PlayStation 5 as a separate thing. You have to buy the ultimate launch edition of Miles Morales of course. for PlayStation 5. There you go. Did I, did I get yep. that right? Did you was catch that, all that? Was that the Take commercial for Miles Morales Ultimate Edition? <laughs> <laughs> Not only can you not buy the remastered edition on the PlayStation 5 by itself. Oh, no, my friends. If you're the ultimate fan, you need the ultimate edition, which you can only buy on the PlayStation 5. That that is uh, that's amazing. Right. Like that. That took up most of our hour today. That that was most of our big space. Was You've stuck. been describing that for the last 17 minutes. Oh, but you know what? I can't wait to play the remastered <laughs> version of Spider-Man on the PlayStation It was such a 5. good game. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what I want to know is, like, all the games, because I have a lot of my game stuff on external hard drives. Like, yeah. for the games that are compatible, do I have to read? Because it's a lot of band. These games are a hefty game. I Some know. Some of these games, 50, 60, 70 gigs. Yeah. Can I just plug that hard drive into the new console? It's going to be like, oh, would you like to upgrade it? And it just does like a little gigabyte upgrade or whatever yeah. the hell well, it needs to do. Or do I have to this. download all these games again? Check this. Both Xbox Series X and or a Series S and uh, PlayStation 5, they need you to buy super expensive external drives that have yeah. to run at that 4K 60 frames per second kind of throughput. And uh, yeah, it's not just the buying in on the console. It's now you're going to buy all the extra widgets. I've already pre-ordered the camera, and that I got hurt. my three terabyte hard drive here. That I'm just like, can I plug this bad boy in? I, I don't think you can. I think it's uh, exclusive hard drive storage for Series X. That that uh, it's proprietary. I, I think so for Xbox. I punch. I will reach to this computer and punch <laughs> the throat. No, I, I, from what I understand, what? it's proprietary. You guys can correct me in chat or in the archive of this, but I think, uh, yeah, storage is going to be um, uh, definitely a new consideration. And, of course, uh, Sony did a whole uh, GDC talk about the PlayStation 5's SSD. It's totally unique, and there yeah, are going to be exclusive partners. Sony, that... and their, Sony and their memory cards have been notorious yeah. Oh, you need to buy this memory pro stick. You need to buy this very specific PSP Go memory stick that only works on this thing. Yes. You need these memory cards, or you got to get a one for the PS2 also. Yeah, that, it. it's the old days, right, in some ways. Uh, the Ren just popped up. It says, hey, Vic, hey, uh, Don Fubar, good to see you, the Ren. Ren! Did these companies not learn from Sega's folly of supporting too many legacy hardware when launching new hardware? This is Sam I am one one one. Blade Blur says you can use USB three, but it's just to store the games, not play the games. Yeah, that is the other thing about the launch of these machines, isn't it? What? And great point, Blade Blur. We haven't seen the interface. We haven't yeah. seen games actually being loaded in I and the menu screen. Playing. That's what I need. Menu screen. What's my gamer score look like on an Xbox Series X? Yeah, we know that the storage of some of these games is going to be a hundred gigs, and that's like an eight hundred and fifty gig uh, 
uh, hard drive on the PlayStation 5. So Unless you're buying games. the Ultimate Edition of Spider-Man, Miles Morales, which is 350 gigs. I mean, because honestly, you get yeah. the yeah. remastered edition of yeah, we no. There is a ton of stuff we don't know. This is the weirdest console launch in in history. It is so strange, uh, but it's still it's good news that there's new technology to be excited about that's coming soon to entertain us. You know, like if it's, my trophies don't look better on a PS Five, yeah, if they I don't will feel like I earned that. I want the trophy to come out and be like Jose. Yeah. I can't keep up with all the comments. There's lots of good comments in here. Series X lets you play Xbox One titles off of non-SSD external hard drives. Okay, so you can play Xbox One titles, but not the new stuff. That's the ones I have on my hard drive. That's what I'm saying. Like, can I plug that into my Xbox Series X? I hope so. That's what I... Because I don't want to have to re-download these games. I only have so much bandwidth. Yeah, totally right. Oh, and that, like, that BS is got like provider, that's got to like, end too. Bandwidth, bandwidth caps. If we're going into this uh, all streaming digital VR Ready Player One future, we can't have bandwidth caps. No, right? Like it's you only nuts. have 250 gigs a month, and it seems like you downloaded two games last <laughs> month. You're 294 gigs. You're over. Right. Uh, VR Grid says you need your PS4 to boot up your PS5. Uh, it's nuts. This is the weirdest launch ever. Uh, the Ren might have been said, but I think the Series S and Game Pass is going to be a game changer. And now with the new acquisition, I think Xbox is making some great moves. Uh, mm-hmm. The Ren, 100%. They're here to stay. They're here to play. Um, and it's incredibly competitive. You know, between Xbox, uh, PlayStation, whatever Nintendo's got cooking. I mean, they're doing fine with what they're doing now. Uh, plus, you know, probably the Switch too soon. Um, and these streaming platforms... It's nuts. It's it's hyper competitive. Plus, you know, uh, in mobile we've got uh, the the Google Play uh, monthly subscription thing and Apple Arcade. Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of um, there are games to be played everywhere. It's crazy, absolutely. With the subscription. Yeah, and then you know you still have you know almost monopolies like uh, the Steam Store, you know, on on PC and and huge announcements like the uh, the 3080 and 3090 cards that RTX uh, that Nvidia popped out. Just incredible. I'm just saying, Nvidia, if you're watching and you need a review of the 3090, just send one my way. I know it's this big and it might not fit into my PC, but I'll take one. Blair Farrell says, I know people are excited about new hardware, but it's a bad time to do it. It is. Um, and November is uh, the election month in the states, and and uh, that doesn't look like it's going to be chill. So we're <laughs> we're gonna, we're going to have a very interesting, very interesting November, all of us. Uh, yeah. You have the uh, PlayStation Five comes with voting capability here in the states. Uh, lets you boot right in, and you can just vote on your PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Be a system yeah. seller. Super cool. Okay, well, Heron321 says he's got a 3080, and I'm using it now. Uh, How do I we, look in 3080? We, we just need your your home address, uh, Heron321. If you could type that into the chat, we'll all be... Uh, well, we can't come over because there's a pandemic, but we'll, we'll hang out outside. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll pierce through your We can window. do a Zoom meeting, and you can <laughs> yeah. just take a screenshot on the 3080. Uh-huh. The 3080 cards are already having problems because third parties cheaped out on the parts that filter electrical noise. Oh my goodness. What a year. What a Oh, I mean, you look sexy by the way. Heron321 says uh, you look sexy. You always look sexy, Foobs. Uh okay, and then the other big um announcement that happened at uh at TGS that I've seen so far and I think there's still some stuff filtering out. Uh Sega I thought Xbox might drop the, the you know, the comment that they're going to be picking up Sega. That hasn't happened yet. I wouldn't yep. be shocked Still if time. that happened. But they Still wanted time. to show off uh, eSports and how, how uh, you know, important eSports is to them. Uh, for... 60th anniversary of Sega. Remember playing the Genesis 60 uh, years ago? <laughs> I, I played the Genesis like a week ago. Uh, but uh, we have uh, Virtua Fighter coming back as an eSports experience. But it's very vague. We don't know what what's going on. We got lots of lots of really uh, good looking people. All uh, you know, it's gonna be Virtua Fighter two, and they only play it on the Sega Saturn. <laughs> I, I think people would be fine. Like in, in this climate, in this world, I think yeah. people are like, okay, right on, man. Virtua Fighter rocks. It's been it's been way too long since we've had a good Virtua Fighter like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that was another TGS announcement. Um, 
how did you feel not going to TGS this year, my friend? I know so it's your sad. favorite show. I'm so devastated. Yeah. First time since 2007. Wow. And I haven't been to TGS. Yeah. And that's so like your my, favorite country on earth, isn't it? You love it. It really Japan. is. I mean, I look forward to that trip every single year. Like any excuse I have to go to Japan is always worth it. And the fact that I, I get to see some friends some occasionally and, and I get to check out new video games. Yeah. I, I feel like it was a lot more exciting the initial first few years because it was like we were seeing games that weren't gonna be out here for a while. Yeah. Like what? They got Yakuza four? We just got two. Yeah, yeah. How does that even happen? Yeah. Uh, but now it's just them playing catch up and everything's sort of coming out synchronous and yeah. Uh, but I just I miss that experience. I miss that long ass train ride to Makahari Mese and yeah, just the trash the... food and the Oni Karoshis on the sidewalk and you're just having a blasty blast. Ah, I miss and the, it and the crush of humanity the and everybody not wanting you to do any interviews or shoot anything, even though you're at a giant. Pr- yeah, don't shoot this. Don't. <laughs> It's like, well, why, why did you? Yeah, why did you bring the games to show off? You don't want us to talk about the. Okay, we won't shoot the games then. Not for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of that. It was always an odd but wonderful trip. One hundred percent. Lots of incredible memories. And Just yeah, the, the, oh, the years ago, ten years ago, nine years ago, eight years ago. Here I was, TGS. Huh. Yeah, super weird. Super weird year not to. Uh, all of it, though, man. Comic Con, yeah. PAX, E3. And that's the thing too. With uh, you know, going back to some somebody said earlier, it's just a bad time to release consoles. Like they didn't plan on a pandemic when yeah. they started creating these things. So I mean, like it's better than delaying it and saying, you know, we're gonna wait till everybody can go outside and play. No, please stay at home. Yeah. Buy our new. Con- Here's a reason to not go outside for the couple weeks you need to get over this virus. Yeah. Check out our download one game. It should take you two weeks, and by the time it's done downloading. Then you can go back outside. I, I mean, it, it. the one thing that I definitely do want to stress, though, for people out there that are having anxiety about these machines and really want them, but they're dealing with the, the hardcore financial realities that it, uh, is affecting everybody, um, it is truly affecting everybody. And it, there is no, you know, shame in waiting at all. Yeah, and in fact, you're smarter to wait, you know, and I, I like... I, I want these things because this is what I do, right? This is this is what I get up and talk about every day. This is how you guys know me and connect with me. It's a part of my, it's it's a part of my work and life, you know. But that doesn't mean that that needs to be the thing for everybody out there. And we got we get caught up in this consumer hype all the time, and it's just irresponsible if. It's, you know, not financially smart for you to think like that. So what I want definitely want to encourage all of you is to just take a hard stock and and, and focus on the, the important things in your world and in your life, you know. And games fit in there for sure. But uh, If you're having trouble paying rent, maybe yeah. now's not the time to pre-order an Xbox or a PlayStation. 100%. Well said, my friend. Yeah, the games like, will still be out. Well, and, and the truth of it is, and I say this all the time, every time I ask people what they're playing... Christ, look at me. I've been playing the Polymega like crazy, you know, streaming it and playing my my old Saturn games. And yes, that's a cost for sure. But just the act of playing all of these old cartridges and old CD-ROM, there's lots of classic things to fill your time with and enjoy. And there's lots in your back catalog and all of our back, you know, our backlogs. Okay. Yeah, back catalog back Right. Like, it's totally cool. You don't have to be get, get super caught up in all of this stuff. It's exciting to talk about it, and I think there needs to be this aspirational quality, and that's honestly, a, like, EP has always existed as this uh, lightning rod towards the things to dream about and to hope for and to be excited about, and then Reviews on the Run was the harsh reality of these dreams and visions, and we came at it, you know, fully honestly, um, and it doesn't always work out, you know? And that's true for hardware. That's true for software. And the smart play is to wait for the, uh, you know, the heat seekers to go out and get all these things. And then, you know, all the game of the year collections that come out always cheaper than the <laughs> right. lunch title. And they have all the DLC <laughs> and all the extra goodies. Those are the smart buys, man. And then they go on sale and pretty soon there'll be subscriptions to all kinds of stuff that are just going to save you a lot of money, you know? Yeah. Um, so don't, don't get caught up in all the hype. Although it is fun to talk about it and it is exciting to talk about it but it's the, it's new it's the, new things man everybody likes new things yes you know, something new to talk about that's 
not a negative unless you're di- talking about pre-orders. Right. But I mean, like once it's the, out and people are playing it, then it's like new things to see. You're always yes. The dream is the is the beautiful thing. It's it's what makes life living right, like worth living. It's 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 to it's to see over the hill and think, oh my God, we're we're going to have an experience like that. Um, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be video games. It can be a trip. It can be uh, walking in the forest. It can be. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know, it can be anything in your world, a bike ride, whatever. Um, and that aspiration is huge and important and we need it because it, it propels us forward. But there is a reality that sets in once you achieve some of those goals and some of those dreams, you know, and some of those things that you've been working towards. And that's true for everything, but especially true in uh, consumer goods and video games and, and technology. Especially. Right? Especially, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I mean, you're uh, you're half of the crappeteers over there. You've played a That's lot right. of <laughs> played a lot of crap. Slammed through a lot of crap. <laughs> yeah, uh, we got some great comments in here. Uh, Fernie sixty seven says we need a Sleeping Dogs too. Yes, they are sleeping on that franchise. And there's yeah, a movie I, coming. Yeah, I played the. I just played through that because uh, it was on Game Pass. Pretty sure it was on Game yeah, Pass. It is. Yeah, yeah. I played through it first time. I I hadn't finished it. But I was right. like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back through. And then we had I just watched. Um, they show the Good Doctor and the guy Donnie Yuen. Don, I think the right, guy who yeah. the lead actor for the, yeah. for the game. I was like, I know they. I think this is the guy from the Good Doctor. Sure enough, it was. That's awesome. Uh, but it was such a good game. Still going yeah. back and playing it on the Xbox One. I was like, all right, okay. Game Pass, well done. Yeah. UFG, man, United Front, they were an incredible studio. They had so much talent and and so much potential and and, uh, cut short. Awful. It's terrible that they're not still with us. Uh, Soren Paulin says, hey, Vic, hi, FUBAR. I managed to secure a pre-order today, but I'm that guy. I love and hate this launch. This is a new launch experience. Maybe we need this to prepare for for the just-in-cases. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, everything is making us question everything right now, which is not a bad... It's nothing not, like a good love-hate relationship. Not a, well, it's not a bad way to live right now. Um, just, you know, definitely find the things that give you joy and question, you know, the what will give you that pure joy. And uh, oh, I'll tell you one of the things... got a thing, lot of pure joy. Well, I think one of the things that's really been profound for me, right, like... Uh, I, I'm not working with all the people that I want to be working with all the time. And I'm not doing all of the visiting and the traveling and all the, the, the wonderful benefits of my job that I've, I've been able to really enjoy for many years. Um, but I am connecting with lots of people like this, you know, through Zoom chats and Skype calls and, and podcasts and also now through live streams. And that has been wonderful. Um, high five. High five. Buddy. High five. Oh, high five. Wrong way. High five. High five. Yeah, uh, but also, I, you know, I'm, I'm working from home and I've been around my family and, and uh, around my daughter a ton this year. And we've we've uh, we, you know, we've just had some really nice moments, you know, and we like I bought I bought uh, uh, baseball mitts. I've said this a couple times before. I bought baseball mitts a long time ago for myself and my wife and my daughter. And we've taken them out, and we've thrown the ball around, and and uh, there was a period. My, my my daughter's kind of over it because she's into <laughs> Roblox now. But there was a period there where every day we were getting outside in the front yard and just throwing the baseball around, and and it's something else, man, to throw throw a ball to. Uh, it's National Daughter Day, big way to celebrate, you know. Is it really? It is. Shut up. Today what is I, National Daughter Day. It's what I've seen on the Instagrams and the internet. Oh my God, that's awesome. Okay, stream over. See you guys. <laughs> I, I play forever. No. I, <laughs> Papa! Papa! She, no. You know what's weird is, yeah, no, I got. I have to see her. I have streamed a lot today. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, all I'm saying is uh, f- measure the joy and the love that you have and, and th- with things and, uh, and people in this world and uh, evaluate it all and lean into uh, what is right there for you. Okay, you guys? All right. Be enough, enough preaching excellent from- to each other. Yeah, enough preaching from... Uh, Party on, dude. Pa- Papa Vic. Party on, dude. Be excellent to each other. That was some pretty good messaging from uh, Bill and Ted, was, right? The more you know, it was. It, I, I mean, it was really a lovely, joy-filled, cheesy movie that was just so fun, man. It was great. Still holds up today. Yeah. Old and new. Totally, it does. Uh, 
All right, here we go. Telltale lives on through Skybound Games. There we go. That's from uh, uh, SamIM111. We sure got off on a tangent there. I've been gamifying <laughs> my training a lot since the pandemic with uh, Zwift. Vic, you should take a look if you have the opportunity. Treadmill or indoor uh, smart bike. You know what? That's good commentary, Kevin Boucher. Uh, I am super psyched, actually, with this new Fitness Plus thing that Apple is spending money on, and presumably everybody else is going to have Samsung and Google. But just this idea of, like, uh, you know, watching the videos, but it's connected to your watch and your data and you're seeing all the stats and pretty soon, like, you're basically putting an electronic gadget that's measuring every sort of, you know, milliliter yeah. of blood that's coursing through your body. <laughs> your oxygen levels are low. What? Get <laughs> off of me. But you're going to be you're exercising and seeing all of that stuff, you know? It's... it's uh, it's pretty cool. I, I'm I'm excited about all this. It's it's pretty rad. Okay, um, we oh one last piece of news which I think we should talk about, and it's kind of on the heels of that incredible WandaVision uh, trailer. Did you see that surreal trailer for the new WandaVision show? The WandaVision. Yeah. The visions of Wanda. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean, sh new things. I told you it's the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so surreal. Yeah. We're gonna make a superhero show, but it's gonna be like Dick Van Dyke. What do you think? I mean, it's so surreal, right? Okay. Yeah, whatever. It's it's more new stuff. Sure. At this point, I'll take it. But today, it's all over the internets. Mm -hmm. uh, Nick Fury's getting his own show. Yeah, I, he is. I love Samuel L. Jackson. Disney Plus is gonna give, uh, you know. They need to do it, man. Nick Fury is an amazing character. He has yeah. been. A Why team is he player. in all these movies? Right. Where did he come from? How did he get to say to just make cameos in all these damn Marvel movies? Right. Love it. Uh, anyone in here for making an EPN group in Squadrons when it's out? I love that idea. The Ren. We're gonna be playing some Squadrons soon, brother. Foobs five standing by. <laughs> oh, I love. <laughs> I love that you made your your the you're already drunk as part of saying that. Yeah. Uh, you you're in character. Standing by. Standing by. I'm standing by. I'm standing by. I'm hammered. I've got my VR headset on. I'm hammered. You don't have the, you didn't get the attachments where you can put like your beer cans inside of the VR headset and just with a straw. Like, Oh, my God. Oh, that's a show. Disney Plus should make that. Um, okay. This is Jose Sanchez. You can follow him on Twitter. That's what I forgot. I forgot name keys for the two of us. I will uh, remember that next time. You can follow him on Twitter under Don Fubar. Are you Don Fubar on Twitch as well? Don underscore Fubar. Don underscore Fubar on Twitch. Yeah. He streams all the time. He's a very, very uh, proficient and prolific and video anime. gamer. And he's he play, and you stream when you're hammered. Uh, is that what you said? No, I, I occasionally. That's <laughs> okay. when, when I do Spadrunky, oh, Spadrunky streams are going to come back real soon. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, but we sure love you, brother, and uh, you got lots of love in the chat. And, and thank you all so much for being here and for supporting the channel and for watching our content or listening to this if you listen to this as an audio podcast. Thanks, boobs. We'll see you soon, pal. All right, buddy. All right. Okay, thank you. And thank you all for watching. We will see you soon. And until then... Play forever.